you have your Bibles with you this morning, I want you to turn with me, if you would, to Mark chapter 8, and we're going to go to verse 12. Mark chapter 8, Mark chapter 8, and verse 12. And the Bible says, And he sighed deeply in his spirit, and saith, Why doth this generation seek after a sign? Verily I say unto you, There shall no sign be given unto this generation. Father, for the next few moments here this morning, Lord, I pray that you would just use me as a mouthpiece for the Holy Ghost. Lord, I ask you, God, to anoint, O God, these lips of clay today. Give us the spiritual ears, Lord, to hear your voice in this word. Give us the spiritual eyes to see the path as you lay it out before us. Give us the godly wisdom, Lord, to walk in that path, and we'll thank you and praise you for it. And everybody said, in Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Praise God. The title of the message today is Looking for Signs. And underneath that, in quotation marks, I don't see it. And underneath that, in quotation marks, I didn't feel it. Church, I want us to take a little closer look at the operations of the Holy Ghost and the operations of God today. Why is it that we always seek a sign. Amen. There are many, many people in this world today that I have laid my hands on and healed them just like that. Many, many, many people. But there are very few that I've ever laid my hands on and God blowed them down like you shot them with a gun. Matter of fact, there's only one man that I can declare went down like somebody shot him with a gun. And that was a man that I anointed to become a minister for God. And the second I touched him... Boom! He hit the floor and began to speak in tongues. And I mean, boy, it was like somebody somebody blowed him down with a shotgun. But now I'll tell you, there's been people that I've laid hands on. Of course, they just fell out the floor and just like the Holy Ghost, you know, laid them out on the floor. And it wasn't no more the Holy Ghost laid them out on the floor than a, than a man in the moon. But it's because they've been around all this stuff for so long that that's how it's supposed to happen. And my question today is, what Bible do you have for that? I want to set your mind on the right track this morning because some people, pray God, can't get a healing from God if it don't happen like they think it's supposed to happen. And where did they get that crap to start with? It comes from this charismatic movement that somebody out there is calling the Holy Ghost, and it ain't the Holy Ghost. Now, that don't mean the Holy Ghost can't blow you through a wall, because it sure enough can. Now, I'm going to tell you, I have never had somebody lay their hands on me and me fall out on the floor. But I have fallen out on the floor many times in my life. Amen. That the Holy Ghost come on me, man, and laid me out, praise God. But that don't mean that some man can't come under the anointing and touch me and lay me out like that. Amen. That don't mean it can't happen. But I'm just trying to tell you that, hey, listen, there's a lot of people out there that, have, listen, <laughs> that, that just think that uh, they, they, they hear scriptures like that, uh, you know, all of a sudden there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they are. You know what? But the thing is, that's what people have come to see. And then they watch these TV preachers that 
touch them, and, and they just, oh, boom, they lay back, and, and then they say, stand them up. And they touch them again, plow, and they lay back, and they say, stand them up. That's the biggest bunch of horse manure I've ever seen in my life. And that's what they look for when they come to the real house of God. Well, you know what they say when you lay hands on them to heal them? You know what they're doing? They say, "I, I, I, I don't see it. Uh, I, I didn't feel it. <laughs> you know what they're saying? Show me the sign. Show me a sign. You know, it's just like the Pharisees wanting a sign too. And the Lord said, you know what? Verily I say unto you, there shall no sign be given to this generation. Now, so I want to take a little closer look at this tonight. Now, let's see how Jesus did it. Shall we? Yes, let's do. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty pretty tough when a preacher has to be his his the preacher and his congregation. Amen. Amen. I'm gonna just follow the Lord this morning. Is that all right? Yeah, praise God. Yeah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Preach it, brother. Amen. Go ahead, brother. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Preach it, brother. Okay, I will if you insist. Let's go over there and let's just see how the disciples and the Lord did it. Let's take a look at Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. All right, Acts chapter 3, verse 3 says, Who seeing Peter, now this is the fellow at gate, let's go to verse 2. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. Well, there's the first key. What's that key, Sister Erica? He asked an alms. Well, that's what it says, but what am I looking for? What I'm looking for is ask, and you shall receive. He asked an alms. Better be careful what you ask for from a man of God. He asked, okay, an alms. And an alms just means uh, something that he received. He, he was wanting something. He was wanting to receive something. It don't just mean money. He was asking an alms. Give me a handout. Amen. Amen. So that's what Peter did. Peter said, okay. Okay, and Peter, fastening his eyes on him with John, said, Look on us. Okay, well, now, and he gave heed to them, expecting. Okay, what what came next, Sister Sharon? That's right. He was expecting to receive something of them. So, He asked, and then he expected to receive something. Amen. And he gave them his undivided attention. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Okay, then y'all stay with me. Let's look at the next verse. And immediately, let's look what it says, and immediately fire fell from heaven, dynamite blew up beside him, the gate blowed down, the wind rushed by, sound like a rocket went by, light started flashing on and off, the man fell, started spinning around, jumped up, turned 14 cartwheels, the Holy Ghost came on him. What did it say? Huh? Huh? Is that not in the Word? 
Let me tell you something. Does it say anything about the man jumped up and took off? Does it say he jumped up and took off? No, it don't say nothing about he jumped up and took off. That man did not know he was touched by God. But let me tell you something. The healing took place the minute the Word came out of his mouth. That man didn't feel the Holy Ghost come through him. That man didn't get laid back like that. That man didn't fall out on the floor and start speaking in tongues. They didn't pick him up, throw him down, pick him up, throw him down, pick him up, throw him down. Blow on him, kick on him. Bunch of nonsense walking around under the name of my king doing that mess. The Bible, listen, that man did not know he was touched by God. No more than the widow of Zarephath knew that God had commanded her to sustain Elijah when he said, go over to the widow of Zarephath. But he had, just because she didn't know he'd been there, don't mean he hadn't been there. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, praise God, he was there. He did speak to her because the Word says he did. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. And you know what? The Bible said then Peter had to reach down. The Bible says Peter reached down and took him by his right hand and lifted him up. Amen. Because that man didn't know that the Holy Ghost had done come through there. Praise God. He needed some reinforcement. Peter picked him up. And then the Bible says immediately his legs and ankle bones received strength. Huh. Praise God. Don't tell me about what my king can do and what you expect him to do and all this kind of stuff. He's not going to come the way you expect it. It ain't going to be a sign so that anybody out there... It's going to take some trust. Praise the Lamb of God. When you come stand before me and I lay my hands on you, honey, the healing comes forth. Whether you want to receive it or not, it's there. Praise God. Let me tell you, if that... Listen, if he wouldn't have reached out and picked that man up, he'd have never got that healing. If I'm laying hands on everybody that you see and healing them, and I've healed a bunch of people, praise God, with the power that the Lord God gave me to heal people, praise the Lord, then it ain't no shortage in my power to heal people. It's a shortage in your belief. Yet this world expects to see it. They expect to see it how they think they've seen it in the past. But if there's any brainwashing that's going on, honey, it ain't this. It's that mess out there that's the brainwashing. That ain't my God out there. That's not my Father. Hallelujah. Now, that's not to say that because I feel the Holy Ghost all over me this morning. Oh, I feel Him, praise the Lamb of God. And I'll tell you what, He can move you, can't He, Sister Hutton? He can move you to your feet and get you dancing in the aisles, can't He? Hallelujah. But you know what? That's not to say He can't do that. But that, don't you ever tell me He's got to. Because He don't have to. Praise God. Let's go look at some more places. Amen. And the second miracle that I've never, ever heard anybody else speak about but me. Never, ever heard anybody else talk about the second miracle that took place right there in that very healing. That very healing right there with that man. The gate beautiful. There's two miracles that happened right there. Most people never see the second miracle that took place right there. But read on past there, sister. Read on next past. We're going down there from where it says after he picked him up. And immediately his legs and ankle bones received strength. Okay, now what's it say this right there? And Okay, now let me tell you something. How did he know how to do that? He was lame from his mother's womb. It takes a long time to learn how to walk. You don't just come, you don't walk out of your mama's womb. Yeah. How do you know how to walk? You can get in a car wreck today, and it'll take him two, three years from sometimes to help you get back to learn how to walk again. Amen. But this man ain't never walked a day in his life, yet he went walking, leaping, and jumping, and shouting, and praising God. How do you know how to do all that, brother? How do you know how to do all that? 
He didn't just give his legs and ankle bone strength, but he healed him in the mind too, praise God. And he gave him something, man. He didn't have to go through all the learning process. God just gave him the ability. Amen. So don't tell me how that God's got to do things according to the abilities of man, or that man will never walk anyway. He just said, well, now you got the strength to go walk, but now come over here to the rehab place and let somebody teach you how to walk. <laughs> how many of you know God can cause you to turn into Mozart tomorrow? Have you writing music and you never knew how to write the first note? Have God have you playing the piano like man like Liberace and you ain't never played the first lick on a keyboard? Have you playing the guitar like James Taylor and you ain't never picked one up in your life? God don't need your theories and your ways. All God needs is you to say, Okay, God, yes you can, and I'm willing God use me. Praise the Lamb of God. He don't want your ability, He wants your faith. He don't need your power. He's the power. He just needs your abilities. He just needs your willingness to to to, to do what, what He tells you to do. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's go further. We ain't even, opened, we ain't even cracked the surface yet. Praise God. Brother Bain said, Brother Hoffman, I just love the way he said that. He said, I had to, I had to cut a message the other day because it, just got to run in too long. I said, Brother, I can't remember the last time I finished one. <laughs> in one service. <laughs> I don't think I've finished ten in my life. <laughs> I said, Well, you got the tapes, you know. <laughs> it's just too much. It's so much in the Word of God. How can you do it? I mean, you get on one thing, boom. I mean, it go a hundred different directions. I mean, it's just so deep. Now, okay. So, this man asked, what happened next? He received. He expected and he received. All right. So, what does it say over there, uh, sister or brother, brother Edward? Give me Mark. 11, 22 through 24. Yes, sir. Okay. Man, there's a big key right there. Have faith in God. Amen. Come on. Shall not doubt in his heart. Hey, hold on right there for just a minute. Why would he put that part in there and shall not doubt in their heart? Why would he put that in there, sister? Well, that's true. But let me just kind of drop a thought in your mind right here. If people were going to feel it rush through them whenever somebody prayed for them all the time, he wouldn't have needed to put that in there because there wouldn't be no doubt in their heart. There wouldn't be no faith. That's right. But he said, in shall not doubt in their heart. Yeah, that's right. Go ahead. You just got to believe that. Hey, you know what? what's faith? What is faith, Sister Erica? Believe in what he said. Praise God. Not because you feel it. Not because you see it. Because we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. Praise God. We don't walk by what we see. Go ahead. Believe that you receive them. Believe that you receive them. Don't wait for the, uh, 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 don't wait for a, a, a spaceship to come in here and roar past you and blow your hair back. Don't wait for something to say, you know, like you just got electrocuted in an electric chair or something, like somebody plugged you into a light. Oh, 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 I must have got healed. Oh, you know. <laughs> what the heck was I? That wasn't a healing. That's called a seizure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, man. Well, you know, that's called electrocution, my friend. Get your finger out of that light socket, and uh, you know. <laughs> No, man. Listen. You... <laughs> Come on, brother. <laughs> okay. See? Listen. All right. Now, okay. Let me ask you a question, brother. Have you ever been to the dentist? Have you ever been to the dentist? How many's been to the dentist? Okay, now let me ask you a question. 
What do you consider the mark of a good dentist? What was that? So what's your what's what's your point there, sister? Wait a minute. Wait. Wait. You're see. Okay. Now see. You're answering your own question here. You're answering. You're answering. You're answering this this question out here right now yourself. So your mark, the mark of a good dentist, is not feeling it. Without feeling what he did, he took care of the problem. You went to him because you had pain to start with, or you wouldn't have been to him to start with. But what you're saying is, a really good dentist, you'll never know he's even been there. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Well, why is it? Now, let me ask you another question. What do you consider the mark of a good surgeon? One that does the same thing, takes care of the problem, and you never knew you even was in a surgery. Amen. How good would it be if they just said, no, 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 we want you to feel it so that you know just, and we want you to watch it. We want you to feel it happening so you know what he's doing. I mean, we want you to feel it happening, so, and we're going to put a camera and a big uh, mirror right here so you can watch it, and you can see how talented his hands are, and that he really knows what he's doing while he's pulling your insides out and reworking them like they're supposed to be. If you don't want to, if that's the mark of a good physician, then why are you going to come to the house of God for a healing and expect to be pushed all over the building? Come on, church. Wake up this morning. Why is it you expect to feel everything God does when the mark of a good physician is the fact that He took care of what you had and you never felt a thing? Hmm? You know what I do? I use common things and bring it right down to where you can receive it and understand it and say, well, you know what? That makes sense. Church, when you come for a healing, you're not up here to be pushed all over the building by the Holy Ghost. You've evidently got a pain or a sickness of some kind. But is it what you're after to have the pain go away? Do you really want to feel God reset your bones? Do you really want to feel Him crack your neck? Do you really want to feel Him straighten out what you messed up? Or would you rather Him just have Him slip in there and take care of it and you never knowed he was even there. I mean, what is it you're after? Are you after commercial Jesus? Are you after the commercialism of Jesus? Are you after the ceremonialistic Jesus? Because I don't know him. But if you're after the one that speaks in a still small voice, uh, the Bible said uh, that, man, there was an earthquake, uh, and he was not in the earthquake. There was a wind, uh, and it blowed and, and, and broke all the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in those. Uh, but then a still small voice. Huh. Jesus ain't in the earthquake, folks. He's not in the strong wind. He's a still, small voice. He doesn't have to be in the earthquake. He is the power. The Bible does not say when He formed man from the dust of the earth, does not say that the world shook and trees blowed back and forth. It doesn't say nothing like that. And then it just says, he breathed the breath of life into him. Do you really want to feel the inner workings of God? Or are you just looking to get it like you heard somebody say it's supposed to be? Let me ask you a question. Do you believe God raises the dead? I know for a fact he does. Let me ask you a question. Do you believe 
when a man of God says to the dead person, rise up and walk, do you believe the dead hear it? I believe the spirit that has them bounds, the one hears it. Amen. Listen, church. People get these ideas in their mind. It ain't no different than people getting the ideas that Pentecostals all play with snakes. We don't. I don't play no, with no snakes. And no, we don't go uh, uh, standing on our head and turning cartwheels and acting crazy in the house of God. What we do is we have no inhibitions about whatever it is God wants to do. And if God, the Holy Ghost, comes on me and lights me up, man, I'm going to follow the Holy Ghost. Amen. And if, it, and if it, praise God, if I feel like dancing the aisles, praise God, I'm going to do it. Hallelujah. Because I don't worry about what people think about me. I'm not worried about looking like anything I'm supposed to look like or whatever. Amen. God's one created me, and I'm going to go with what I feel. Praise God. But I'm not going to pretend I'm feeling something that I'm not feeling. I'm not going to pretend something's happening to me that ain't happening to me. I'm not going to pretend I'm hearing something that I'm not hearing. And I'm not going to pretend God said something He didn't say. If He didn't say it, what do I need to tell you He said it for? Amen. I want what God has. I want what He offers me. And I want whatever it is He can give me. But I don't want to force something to happen to me. And I'm not going to say it didn't happen to me if it goes against what His Word said. It's like this. When you lay hands on somebody and, and I pray for them, and, and, and man, and there's been time, man, that... Listen, I feel the Holy Ghost come through me, and I know what just happened. But yet the person I just prayed for don't get nothing. They don't feel nothing, and then they don't. They end up not getting nothing. First off, it don't matter whether they felt it or not. I felt it, and I know it happened. And there's times it happened, and I may not have felt it happen, but I know it happened. But the second you doubt it, because you say, I didn't see it. I didn't feel it. First thing I'm going to ask you is, did you really want to? Huh? Because what you're feeling ain't how it really works. Resetting bones don't feel too good. Fixing some of them problems that you might think is one thing, but God knows is a completely different thing. Fixing that may not be as uh, uh, as painless as you think. Are you sure you want to feel it? Because sometimes feeling the healing would be more than you could bear. So what's wrong with God just slipping in and taking care of it? And 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 you know all you have to do? is believe it. Believe that you receive it. He didn't say see that you receive it, hear that you receive it. He said believe that you receive it, and you shall have it. Praise God. And it don't matter what you see. What you see is a lie, because the Word of God, the Bible says that God be true, and every man a liar. So if your mind's telling you, you're not healed, I didn't get healed, I didn't feel it, I didn't hear a truck come by, I didn't hear a train, I didn't hear a plane land, that would listen, the, the man the altar, I didn't see the lid flapping up and down like that, man, I didn't see the boxes doing flips and cartwheels, I didn't see the chairs flipping over, it must not have been the Holy Ghost hit me. That's no different than the spirit that was in the Pharisees that said, show us a sign. And he said, there shall no sign be given. You know the ones that get the signs? You know them? The ones that say, I don't, I don't need a sign, God. Haven't you ever figured it's all opposites in God? Haven't you ever figured that it's, it's opposite in God? What you want, you'll never get it. When you come to God and say, you know what? I don't want that. I don't want that anyway. Okay, well, here. It's completely the opposite in God. Can't you understand that? It's when you don't have to have it, God said, okay, well, then you can have it. But when you say, God, I've got to have that, he said, well, you ain't going to never get it. 
When you come to the place and say, you know what, God, I don't need no sign. I don't need no sign. Wow! Oh, my God, somebody go get all the chairs back in here. God will give you a sign. But the one that's looking for the sign, no, no, no. You know what your faith's in? Your faith's in the sign. Your faith ain't in Jesus. Your faith is in the sign. My faith is in the silent the silent healer. My faith, praise the Lamb of God, is in the still small voice of God. It ain't in the mountain crushing before Him. It ain't in all that kind of stuff. It ain't in no nuclear bomb going off. It's in my King saying, it is done. It is finished. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's what my faith's in. My faith is in His Word that says, if you will believe and doubt not, you shall have whatsoever you say. God can't lie. He cannot lie. Praise the Lamb of God. He cannot lie. Hallelujah. What sign do you need? You've got His Word. What more do you need? He said it. Man, that settles it. Praise God. Look at Genesis chapter 2. How many of you know, and I don't know, some of you may not even know how that rib thing happened. Sister Hutton, did you know Did you know that, that people try to say that, uh, that man has one less rib on one side than the other? Have you heard that? Do you believe it? Do you know it's not true? Yeah, we've got the same same amount of ribs on both sides. People made all kinds of things up about that. But let me give you the real truth about that. Let me tell you something you did not know. Let me tell you something a lot of doctors don't even know. But I'm going to tell you something that's an absolute fact. And for those of you on this camera, you listen up. I'm going to give you the revelation of that. Even in this message, which has nothing to do with that, I'm going to stop and put a little side note in here because this is what my job's about, teaching you the Word of God. Okay, look what the Bible says. And he caused a deep sleep to come on Adam. Listen, before he took this rib out, okay, don't you believe Adam would be pretty glad that God put him into a deep sleep? Or do you think he'd want to be awake for that? Wait a minute, but you know what? If he was in a deep sleep, he can't. Feel what's happening. I mean, he couldn't feel that God had been there. And, oh, man, it, uh, oh man, he didn't feel that this happening and that happening. How would he know? He didn't want to feel that. No more than most people would want to really feel their healing taking place. Amen. What's it say there? Cause the deep sleep to come upon him? 20, 21. Mm-hmm. Okay, now stop right there. He closed up the flesh. He took one of his ribs, and he didn't say he closed up the flesh thereof. said he closed up the flesh instead thereof. Okay? It's not talking about sewing up this right here. Have you ever eaten a rib? Barbecued ribs, things like that. Well, yeah, not something to be, yeah, absolutely. Praise God, I love ribs. Praise the Lamb of God, man. Amen. I dance a jig here in a minute. Praise God. I get excited behind a rib now. Look out. we get your hand in the way. You'll all need some surgery. Amen. Okay. Now, did you notice that there's a skin on them ribs? Around the bone itself, there's a skin, a thin skin around that rib. Did you notice that? Yeah. Yeah. Now let me tell you this. The rib is one of the, uh, I think there's one other one in the body, but I know for certain that a rib is one of the only ones, if not the only one, that will regenerate itself. You can cut the rib, peel that skin back, cut that rib out, close that skin back up, and it will form another rib. It will regenerate itself. That's a fact. 
That is a fact. Matter of fact, there was a doctor that did not know that. And he was a doctor and didn't even know it. And he, he kept going. He had some things that happened to him somewhere else on his body. And they kept having to do these bone grafts where they kept having to put more bones in, you know, and something, and one of the other bones in his body or something like that. And he kept going back to this doctor, this surgeon, and he said, man, he kept, he was like, man, he kept asking him, he said, man, where are you getting these bones that you're putting in there? He said, your ribs. You're taking my ribs out? He said, no, man, I'm using the same rib every time. So what are you talking about? He says, yeah, he said, your ribs regenerate yourself. Even a doctor, he didn't know it. There's a lot of doctors that don't know it. But ones that do it all the time know it, absolutely know it. And so when the Bible says there, and he took the rib out of Adam and closed up the flesh instead thereof. Amen. And it regenerated. God knew what he was doing. Amen. But the point of this is, I just wanted to make that side note in case you didn't know that. Amen. That's what happened. And that's how it works. And that's a fact. And you can look it up and research it, and you'll find that there's probably a bunch of people out on the Internet say it ain't true. I don't care what they say. They're wrong, and I'm right. And that's a fact. There's no question about it. I'm 100% right. Absolutely, positively, no question. Amen. And if you research it deep enough, you will find doctors that do it all the time. And they'll tell you, no matter what any doctor says, it's a fact. Amen. There's doctors out there that do it every day, every single day. Amen. Or you can come to this church and maybe we'll help you cut one of your ribs out and we'll see if it happens. We'll see if it works really in the church. I mean, just kidding you. No, we're not going to do that here. So anyway, uh, praise God. But, but the point to this message is, is in this instance, the point is Adam didn't feel a thing. But it did not mean God didn't do it. He had evidence, amen, he had evidence because when he woke up, he had a woman, amen. Amen. Now, he was a defective woman, but he had a woman, amen. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> a little while later, <laughs> he was saying, can I go back to sleep now? <laughs> that was the wrong rib, Lord, you know. Amen. I'm just kidding. If I don't make it out of here live, just know there's a lot of women in this service, and I want an autopsy. I did not kill myself. Don't you think that for one minute? Amen. <laughs> I see them eyes I'm getting over. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Now, okay. Now, over in John chapter 9, 6 through 12, go there with me. John 9, verse 6 says, When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said, Go unto him, or he said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed and came seen. Now, I didn't hear anything about the water boiling up, man, or all of a sudden clouds and lightning started popping everywhere and thunder started rolling and the lights was flashing and, the oh, man, I mean, the world went dark for 20 minutes and all that kind of stuff. I didn't hear nothing about that happening. Did you? All the other miracles that you heard God do, have you ever seen? Listen, when all the, when all the devils, 2,000 devils that were in the man in the Garden of Gadareth, when... When they said, uh, 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 we be many, we are legion, for we are many, and the Bible said over 2,000 devils in another place, talking about the devils that was in that man. The Bible said, listen, when the devil said, uh, uh, suffer us to go into the swine, doesn't say about that all of a sudden, man, a rushing mighty wind, all this kind of stuff happened. All that happened was Jesus said, go, and they, let, they came out. The Bible doesn't say, man, it moved everybody in the boat, plumbed back across the lake, and the buildings fell down all around them, and all of a sudden the earth shook and the winds came out and the rain fell and the hailstones knocked everything out. All of them died, just like that, immediately. They went down and they died. It did the same thing them swine he does to us. He caused them to kill themselves. But they didn't have sense enough, and they didn't have Jesus to rescue them, and they didn't have sense enough to fight back. 
Amen. But the point is, I don't read anything in there about all these signs popping out, man, about them doing this and doing that. The Bible just says the Lord said, go. And they went. Amen. It ain't no different than him uh, uh, saying to your sickness, go. And it went. And they know, uh, what are you looking for the chairs to fly off the walls for and the paint, uh, uh, the paint to fall off the walls in the floor and the, uh, the carpet to roll back like a scroll or something? Uh, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. And then when you, you know what? It, and you're not going to feel that thing most of the time. Now, I've got, man, that don't mean sometimes I'll lay the hands on you and you might, man, it might just light you up. Praise God. Like it did the Holy Ghost hit Sister Hutton the other night. Praise God. Boom, buddy. She just went to dancing in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Sometimes that's the way it happens. But that don't mean every time you get up and get prayed for, that's what's going to happen. Amen. But that don't mean you're any less touched by the King. Praise the Lamb of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, church, here in 6 and 12, 6, uh, 6 through 12, he said, And go wash in the pool of Siloam. Then neighbors, therefore, and they which had before had seen him that was blind, said, Is not this he that sat and begged? Some had said, he, This is he. Others said, He's like him. But he said, I am he. Now listen to what they said. Therefore they said unto him, How were thine eyes opened? Oh, well, Lord, man, it was, uh, oh, man, uh, the Holy Ghost came by, man, the skies rolled back, lightning popped me in the head 14 times, my, man, uh, man, uh, the thunder crashed around me, man, I felt this something go up through me, man, I fell out, and it got back up, fell out, got back up, fell out, got back up, fell out, God spit on me, I mean, and I fell out, fell out in some clay, God spit on me, I got up, went down, got up, went down, got, got, Jesus kept saying, pick him up, put him down, pick him up, put him down, pick him up, put him down. And, uh, you know, is that how it happened? Is that how Jesus did it? The Bible said that I'm supposed to do, listen, he came left this example that we should walk as he walked. Well, that ain't how he walked. That ain't how my king did it. Listen, if I lay hands on somebody, and the Holy Ghost knocks them in the head, knocks them out, and they and they hit the floor, and they're okay. I'm not gonna stand them back up again. Let the Holy Ghost have them for a while. Pray God. I don't want to take a chance on them getting hurt. If they made it through the first fall, leave them down there. Because if that's where the Holy Ghost wants them, I'm not gonna do it again just to say, "Hey, man, are you sure, God?" I mean, oh, God, well, you slammed him down the first time. He didn't even break a bone. Are you sure you want him down there? Stand him up. What kind of preacher would I be if I let you keep getting slammed in the floor? Praise God. I'm not going to interrupt the Holy Ghost to, to, to show my power to knock you in the head. That's wanting them to be looked at. If the Holy Ghost really did it, praise God, I'm not going to interrupt them. Man, let them bask in the glory of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Man, if somebody's dancing in the Spirit, don't ever walk up and touch them. Don't ever touch them. Pray God, somebody's dancing in the Holy Ghost. Man, don't you never, don't say a word to them. Stay away from them. Don't go near them. Praise the Lamb of God, because that's quenching the Spirit. Let the Holy Ghost just have His way with them. Praise God. That's what I come for. Don't you better come, you better stay away from me. The Holy Ghost gets on me. I don't want nobody moving me. Don't even come near me. Praise God. Man, just if you feel some coming off a sleeve there, get you some and go on your way. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what we come for. Man, that's what we come for. Man, the Holy Ghost fall out on you. Praise the Lamb of God. That's what I come for. Hallelujah. I love that. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, here's what he said. He answered and said, A man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed mine eyes and said unto me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash, and I went and washed, and I received my sight. Now, if you don't, now let me ask you a 
question. If all that kind of crazy stuff happened, don't you believe he'd have mentioned that? If lightning struck, if all of a sudden <laughs> he got him a big shock, <laughs> well, a, a man called Jesus came up. <laughs> yeah, he touched me by the hand, lit me up. My ears lit up. My nose started glowing. Glowing. Get with the program, sis. <laughs> no, I did not. Amen. Glowing. Glowing. Glowing, them ears. Glowing, that nose. <laughs> Have to say it in, you know, you have to say it in northern with that northern flair, amen. He didn't mention nothing like that. But let me ask you this, and let me just tell you this: I don't believe that man was interested in how it happened. I don't believe that man cared how it happened, amen. All he cared was was the end result. Jesus touched me. And he told me what I needed to do. And I went and did what Jesus said to do. And lo, behold, it happened just like he said it would. And now I can see, and that's all I care about. I don't care whether you believe it, whether you believe it, whether you believe it, or whether you believe it. It happened to me, and that's all that matters. It's the same with the gate man at the gate. Beautiful. He went in there and they kept asking him, Oh, man, what's coming? what happened to you, man? What's going on, man? Who did this? They were more concerned about it, to, uh, uh, about when it happened and how it happened and what it happened and this and that and the other than they were about the fact that it did happen. Don't let the devil talk you out of your healing. You come up, stand before me, praise God, and want your healing. Don't let that devil talk you out of it. It don't matter what you think. It don't matter what it looks like. It don't matter what you heard. It don't matter none of that stuff. Praise God, all that matters is God said it, and that settles it. Praise God. You believe it, and it's going to happen because God said it will. We've gotten to the place in this world because of all that crap out there. All that nonsense that they preach and try to do out there, they're trying to do it just like the priests did when they were trying to cast out devils like Paul did. And they couldn't because they weren't in covenant with the king. But they wanted to do that. And so they said, we adjure thee by Jesus, whom Paul preacheth, come out. <laughs> they came out to play. <laughs> they wasn't coming out under, under authority. They come out to play. <laughs> they said, hey, <laughs> Jesus, we know. <laughs> Paul, we know. But who are ye? <laughs> and they beat that man, stripped him naked, and throwed him out the door. There ain't none of them people out there going to be able to do what I do unless they want to come through the way I came through. Praise God. You ain't going to get it no other way than the way I got it. And that's on your knees and on your face before God. That's in the Word of God. Not trying to rewrite it to match your life, but to rewrite your life to match this Word. Praise the Lamb of God. Amen. You're not going to rework what God did. You better rework what you've done. Get your life back together with that Word right there. Praise the Lamb of God. Amen. You want the power? Money ain't going to buy it. There ain't no amount of education going to buy it. Amen. Let me tell you what buys it, folks. Commitment. Following the commandments. Dedication. And covenant. Trading your will for His will. Seeking His face, turning from your wicked ways, coming out from among them and being separate, touching not the unclean thing, and then God will receive you. Folks, they try to do 
what I do. And when they can't, oh, they'll all act like they got it. They all fall in the floor. Doop-boom. 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 I've seen them just do like that, and everybody, everybody in front of them just fall out the floor like they've been hit by... They're crazy. They're absolutely crazy. I mean, these guys act like they got the power of God in their fingertip. What good is that? You know what they're you know what they're relying on? The power of suggestion. I don't want no suggestion. Give me the real deal. Amen. Listen, I don't need no fake generic. I've been healed. Amen. What I need is praise the Lamb of God. Get out of her way. She's fixing to mow you down. Oh, I've been healed. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What? Man, what was that? That was wheelchair Sally. <laughs> that was that was wheelchair Sally. There she went, man. Where's her wheelchair? I have no idea, but evidently she don't need it anymore. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. What happened to the guy in the casket? He's standing back there praising God. <laughs> Amen. Man, I'm sorry I'm late for the funeral. It's okay. Funeral's off. <laughs> Amen. Got nobody to bury. Church, I'm not after no generic nothing. I'm not after no theories. I'm not after no show. I'm not after no ceremony. But it's because people out there pass this fake mess off like they're doing something. And you know what? Some of the same people you were just talking about, sister, earlier, that have seen that stuff out there, and it's very rampant. They've seen that out there. They may have gone along with it while they were sitting in the congregation of those places, and they may have tried to go along with it because they didn't want to feel like the the third wheel. And that's a fact. A lot of people don't want to feel like, oh, man, if I don't fall out, they're going to think I'm, I'm living like hell and I didn't feel it and everybody else is feeling it. So they just go along with it because they don't want everybody else to think that they're the only heathen in the whole place and that everybody else is feeling the move of the Holy Ghost and they're thinking, God, there must be just something wrong with me, but I'm going to go with it because I, you know, I don't want to stick out and be the only one in the church that didn't get the touch of God. So I'll just, I'll just want, you know, I'll just go along with it right now and I'll just continue to pray. I'll just continue to pray that God will, Help me through it and get me to where I will feel that. But nobody's feeling it. They're all doing that, thinking the same thing. Because this guy was supposedly in some other service that did it. And it just goes right on down the line. And it's it's mass stupidity when there never was the first shine from God, nor the first touch from God. Because the man does not bear the anointing, because the man is not in covenant with God. And you know what? The people, the people that have sat in them services, though they may say, because they don't want to stick out and they don't want to go against the grain, because that's the populace, they don't say a word in that church, but secretly. Something's telling them something's wrong with that. Something's wrong with that. I'm at that place and those people are feeling the Holy Ghost, but I looked over there the other day and I saw them coming out of a bar. And they're feeling the Holy Ghost in, in church and all that. That just don't right. That just don't. Something's wrong with that. You see what I mean? And so the next thing you know, they may have said in agreement with that, but knowing it's wrong, they come behind and they start asking questions for somebody that they see a difference in. And they say, you know what? What, what do y'all do? You know, what's, what's, you, you don't put on airs. You don't, you don't talk like everybody else. You don't, and I'm not even talking about cussing and all that kind of stuff. You don't talk, you don't talk the generic talk. In other words, when I walk through the door, I don't hear KSBJ in your mouth. You know what I mean by KSBJA? Everything they say that every other person that listens to that stuff says. They all say the same thing. They all do the same thing. 
which is anything they want to do, and they all say the same thing. You're all saved. You're all going to heaven. And so you're not generic. You're way different. It's not for everybody. But praise God that you shine. And they will come to you and say, what's your take on this? Let me tell you something. There is no more important question in the entire kingdom of God than do you think I'm saved? There ain't no more. Let me tell you, that's the most powerful and most important question that woman will ever ask in her life. That's the most important question she will ever utter from her mouth, ever, right there. That's the most important thing she'll ever utter in her life. And she happened to utter it to the right person. Really, she was asking Jesus because the Lord said, What's the least of these, my brethren? You do also unto me. She was asking Jesus through you, Do you think I'm saved? And the Lord was spoke back to her through you. Praise God. You're his mouthpiece, amen, to that woman. You're the mouthpiece of the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. How good is that? Mm-hmm. Church, you don't have to feel the earth shake. You don't have to even know God's been there. Most times you never will. Let me tell you something. If you needed to feel God every time that He rescued you in something, you never would. You never would make it. God has been in and out of you so many times, your mind can't even wrap around it. He's took care of things. He's took care of things for you. He's stopped things for you. He's, he's encouraged things with you. He's done things for you you never will know, and you don't need to know it. All you need to know is what the Word said. Praise God, the Word said, Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and shall be opened unto you. Amen. You know what? The same God. Well, you know, there's a message I'm going to preach here for long that I was talking to Brother Bain about last night. Amen. Uh, uh, praise God, and he's preaching it this morning. Amen. But, but I thought it was a really great message. It's called... How much confidence do you have in God? You know, we talk about them not being able to, you know, use God's uh, uh, Word for their own lives because they're not in covenant with Him. And this is not for them. It's for people that's in covenant with Him. But you know what? It's just like that dress thing. Man, look at the outward appearance. But in that same Scripture, amen, it is for us. And so if we're following that, we're walking in that, we're living in that, praise God, it is for us. And so where's your confidence in God that says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you? He's talking to us. Amen. He said, I will be with you always. Amen. Praise God. He said, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done for you. Praise God. That's to us. Hallelujah. Amen. It does not matter. If you felt it come or go, all you need to know is what he said. He didn't say nothing about. Go and lay hands on the sick, and I'll send fire down from heaven. I'll do this and do that. He just said, go lay hands on the sick. Amen. Uh, Go heal the sick. That's all he said. Amen. I don't read nothing about all them places where they healed people. I don't read any of them places where there was a bunch of signs and all that kind of stuff. The Bible said over in Mark sixteen twenty, the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs what? Not signs during. You don't have to feel the healing take place. You just need to know it did. And you just need to hold on to that. Because the signs are following. When he laid hands on people, the Bible says, in that same hour the devil came out. In that same hour he was healed from his sickness. Or in that same day he was healed. Amen. Let me tell you something. There's things that God's got to do. Everything has to be in perfect order for God, and he's in control of all that. But the Bible says, praise God, that, amen, that, They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. does not say they are recovered. It says they shall recover. Amen. Mark 16, 20 says that, And the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. Praise God. 
Now the laying hands on the sick and they shall recover is up higher. And that's like 16, yeah, 16, 18, yeah, <clears throat> chapter 16, 18. Church, we don't need to pattern ourselves after any thoughts of your mind. God said it, and that settles it. You don't need to feel it happened. You just need to know it did. Stand to your feet.